Hi, everybody. This is Dan Sullivan, and this is Inside Strategic Coach. And today, we're bringing inside something that has grown remarkably in the outside, and this is an organization called Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS, and the founder is Gino Wickman, who has been a longtime Strategic Coach client, and this is a real game changer, Gino, what you've created here, and I wonder if just in kind of a minute, you can say what the operating system is for entrepreneurs that you've created. But before that, what was it in your earlier career that led you in the direction of creating this marvelous system? You bet. Well, as I think about the crux and the point where it all came to me, it was the intersection of of three things. Number one, I was in the strategic coach program early on and I discovered my unique ability. Number two, I was one of the original 10 members of YEO at the time, now known as EO, and I had started interacting with my other fellow entrepreneurial brethren, and we were meeting every month in a forum setting, and I realized that these entrepreneurs that looked so solid on the outside were frustrated on the inside and needed help, and so I saw a need. And then the third was a book somebody handed me called The Monk and the Riddle, written by Randy Commissar. And in the book, it was about a gentleman who helped, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs run their companies. And it was a light bulb moment for me that there was this tremendous need. I discovered why God put me on the earth through my unique ability. So I just set out 17 years ago with an absolute passion and obsession for wanting to help entrepreneurs, business owners, people get everything they want out of their business and eliminate those frustrations. Yeah, and we also have on our Inside Strategic Coach today, Mike Payton, and Mike is the CEO. Gino is a big idea guy, and he loves putting out a vision of that, but Mike, you're someone in our world, there's the people who make it up, there's the people who make it real, and then there's the people who make it recur, and I would say you've got a bit of foot in all camps, but the big thing is to make things real and make them recur in your extensive network. And I should say, what are the number of coaches that you have in EOS right now, Mike? Yeah, Dan, we have 175 professional EOS implementers around the world today. Right. That's right. It's implementers and not coaches. But the number of companies is really growing fast. And the last number I heard was 40,000 business owners who are taking advantage of the EOS platform. Is that correct? That's right. It's 40,000 companies working with EOS and the EOS tools in their businesses. And about 4,000 of those have done so purely with the help of uh, one of our 175 EOS implementers around the world. Right. That's really great. And worldwide now, not just North America. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So just to kind of put the teamwork together here, Mike, where did you find about EOS, and then how did the relationship with Gino get formed yeah. that you now have a leadership partnership in the company? So great question. It was about 10 years ago, uh, this last summer, I was running a $7 million company in Minneapolis, and I was frustrated, and the uh, founder and majority owner was frustrated as well. And I was looking around for something to help reduce that frustration. And a neighbor of mine introduced me to, I think, even a pre-published version of the book Traction in an effort to help. 
And I just fell in love with the simplicity and the applicability, not just the ability for the tools in the book to help really frustrated entrepreneurs running dysfunctional organizations, but what really appealed to me was the way EOS could help a good organization become great and a good entrepreneur reduce frustrations, achieve his vision or her vision, and go back to that feeling of passion for the business that so many of them miss after they've built a going concern. Just briefly, and Gino and Mike, you can both give your view on this, but if we talk about the entrepreneurial operating system, what are the essentials in the core of it that you get across very, very quickly, and then it becomes actionable very quickly. Can you kind of tell me where the first step is? Because you use the word traction with great meaning in the book because that's what a lot of entrepreneurs are really missing is traction where they can feel that real progress is being made because they don't have the right information, they don't have the right communication procedures and processes in their companies. So let's talk about where traction starts in the EOS platform. I'm going to start kind of high level and then Pete, I'll let you fill in some of the blanks. But if we hear anything over and over and over in terms of the impact and the results, and then we'll get into what creates those results, it's three words we hear over and over and you're already saying one of them. And so it's vision, traction, and healthy. And so on the vision side, what we hear is that it helps that entrepreneur and their leadership team and ultimately the entire organization all get 100% on the same page with where we're going. And there's some very specific tools we help implement in the organization to help that occur, but everybody's basically rowing in the same direction, on the same page, everybody knows the vision. And then that leads to the second word, which is traction. And then traction, again, is giving them very specific, practical, simple, real-world tools that help them execute better, help them be more accountable, be more disciplined, and ultimately making that vision a reality. And then that third word, healthy, it ultimately helps them build a healthy, functional, cohesive organization where everyone's on the same page. Again, everyone's rowing in the same direction. And any dysfunction is kind of rooted out from the organization. And again, we do that with some very simple, practical, real-world tools that I think is where we're going to go to next. So Peyton, I'll let you fill in any blanks there. Yeah, Peyton, I'd really be interested of you viewing it as your first experience as a customer of EOS. So how you viewed it before you started with it, and then what was the time frame after you started where you said, you know, this is doing exactly what I was looking for? Yeah, so truthfully, Dan, I didn't become an EOS user running the $7 million business. I very quickly discovered two things. One, that the practical tools and the process were very much aligned with the way I like to run businesses and build teams of people and help them execute. And two, that my business partner wasn't interested in running the company that way. And so I pretty quickly came to the conclusion that I wanted to go learn more about EOS and find organizations where the people who own and ran them wanted to do business this way and wanted to leverage this great system. So so your first traction was actually towards the door. That's, a, that's <laughs> exactly right. And that is really kind of one of the things that happens pretty quickly in the EOS process is the owner realizes that there are some people on the team that are never going to get the vision and are never right. going to want the same thing as I do. And 
and it becomes crystal clear in the process. So it's actually a great segue back to your original question, which is what happens in the early stages of the process. <laughs> that all becomes crystal clear pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, that's a great story because it's kind of like I always say with selling, there's three responses you can get when you make a sale. One, you can get a no, which doesn't hurt you. It actually teaches you a yes, which, of course, rewards you, and a maybe, which kills you. <laughs> and a lot of entrepreneurs are not in yes and they're not in no about their organizations. They're in maybe. Everything you've told me Gino, over the years, is that you get to that clarity that everybody in the organization needs as fast as possible. Could you just talk if there was a five-step checklist? I'm not saying you have been five, but just sort of translating your whole experience into the, if there were five things that strategic coach listeners who listen to Inside Strategic Coach, if they could sort of have a checkoff list of things that might be out of whack with them, things that are in maybe stage, that clarity is brought to them very, very early in the EOS process, and then the program sets in. So that prompts a couple of thoughts. The first thing is we find that our best clients, I personally find this, our strategic coach students, because it's a match made in heaven. What strategic coach does is it helps that entrepreneur's thinking. It just gets their thinking right. And then what EOS does is it helps them implement that vision, execute that vision through a team, through the leadership team, through the company. And so that's point one. Point two is our typical client comes to us with what we call five frustrations. So, so your listener, your client, most of them are either frustrated about their people, they're frustrated about money, not making enough, they're frustrated about control, feeling out of control, they're frustrated about hitting the ceiling, not growing where they want to grow. And the fifth is they're frustrated because they're trying a bunch of stuff and nothing is working. So in that, what we do, just to touch on a couple of tools early in the process, you know, the first, I guess, checklist item, as you said, is we very early in the process go to the structure of their organization. We have a tool called accountability chart. And what we do is we work with that leadership team, the owner and the leadership team, the three to seven people at the helm of the company. And in the first three to four hours of knowing them, we are looking at the structure of the organization and putting in place the right structure to get them to the next level. And so that instantly smokes out a lot of things. It helps them determine whether they've got the right people in the right seats. It determines if that leadership team is the right leadership team to get them to the next level. And 80% of the time, the clients we start with, that leadership team is not the ones we end up with. So there's almost always a change. And so that maybe thing that you're talking about is they might be scratching their head about one of their leadership team members. And quite frankly, that might be one of the reasons that they're being held back. And so we just go right to the root of some of those issues mm -hmm. and get them solved very quickly. And so I'll pause. I'll turn it over to Peyton if he wants to throw in checklist item number two, but that would be the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the second specific tool I'll talk about is document we call the Vision Traction Organizer or VTO. The job of an EOS implementer in helping a leadership team complete its VTO, we simply stand in front of a meeting room, roll up our sleeves and ask them eight simple questions about their business. And we refuse to move forward to question number two until they all agree on the answer to question number one. And that smokes out a bunch of other issues. And we don't do consensus we facilitate healthy, productive conflict that leads to resolution. 
And in the process of answering those eight questions, other issues become crystal clear. As Gino says, sometimes that points up this person over here is never going to get on the same page. And so that's how we're using these tools to smoke out and resolve issues. And in a sentence, if I can piggyback on that, you know what I discovered. So I've personally taken 134 companies through the EOS process. And for me, I always say it's not that that leadership team doesn't have a vision. It's that they don't agree. Mm-hmm. And we just get them to a place where they agree. And you got to crawl through some mud, get through some old issues, clear out some old baggage. But ultimately, we get them to a point where they all 100% agree with the answers to those eight questions. And then forward they go from there. It's like cutting loose a bunch of anvils that have been dragging behind them. All right. You've done these well over 100, taking people right through the process. So From your standpoint, Gino, because you probably have a tremendous number of situations that you can call on and compare to each other, but from your standpoint, after 90 days of starting the process and you're happy with the results, what are you happy about? On the client's behalf? Yeah, that they're where you would like them to be using the EOS process. So at the end of 90 days, what's coming back as measurable results, especially measurable results, but then crucial changes that had to be made according to the original analysis that you do, and then the game plan that was put in place. If at the end of 90 days, you go to a meeting and you get all the reports, what makes Gino happy that they're really following the EOS process? Yeah, and it's, so it's great that you choose that time frame. So what happens with the process on the front end is we do three full-day sessions in about a 60-day worst-case 90-day period. So that's great that you're choosing that time frame. And so 90 days in, what we fully expect is that their accountability chart is complete, meaning they all agree on the right structure to take the company to the next level. And so they've made some tough people decisions as a result of that. Number two, that leadership team is 100% on the same page with the vision for the organization. And then there's three other tools that will be in place at that point. Next is they're running rock solid weekly level 10 meetings. So we teach them a world-class weekly meeting to do as a leadership team that helps them execute better. And so they've typically worked out all the bugs and they're running a great weekly level 10. Next is they have a scorecard in place. And so we teach them a scorecard concept different than the strategic coach scorecard concept, but they're managing and monitoring the five to 15 most important activity-based numbers. And so their scorecard is typically complete by them. And then last is they've gone through one round of setting and achieving what we call rocks. Comes from the old Stephen Covey analogy. Vern Harnish has made that term very popular. And so they've gone through a round of prioritizing together and then executing on those priorities. And so we've smoked out a lot of their accountability issues. But short way of saying what you just asked is the EOS foundational tools are place by the 90-day mark, and they're ready to roll them out to the entire organization. Yeah. Mike, I'm going to ask you a question about the implementer network, because you were an early, sort of early networker, and obviously you were a prominent one to have the relationship with Gino grow to where there's a partnership between you at the top of the organization. First of all, and this is a big issue with us for coaches of strategic coach, so I know the type of thinking and the process that you have to go through to make sure that you're not worried at night that somebody representing your company is 
really truthfully passing on the spirit of strategic coach and is doing the type of coaching where we're going to get a high renewal rate. And that's one of our main metrics is just what's the renewal rate that people finishing one year choose to come back for the next year. But from your experience, because you were an implementer, what goes into being an implementer? Is there a particular background that an implementer in the EOS system comes from, or is it just a particular type of individual? Like Gino, I'll start high level and go specific. You know, high level, you must have a passion for helping entrepreneurs. No amount of training or skills or experience or maturity can help you overcome a lack of passion for helping entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. The second thing we find that's critical is that somebody share our core values. We have five, and they share our vision for the organization and for our implementer community. And then lastly, they've got to be good at this kind of work. And I will just say there are a couple of things that make people good at this kind of work. The first is a decent entrepreneurial story, which is experience either helping entrepreneurs, being an entrepreneur, or being a leader in an entrepreneurial company. The second is a decent network of entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial decision makers so that you can tap into that network to grow your own business. The third is a commitment to purity. So this is a proven system with a set of road test and practical tools. And if you're one of those people who has to go out and build your own system, we urge you to go do that. But you need to be able to purely implement EOS with your clients and Mm -hmm. feel great about that. The last is passion, not just for helping entrepreneurs, but as you know more than most, entrepreneurs smell passion and they smell a lack of passion. And if you don't Mm -hmm. believe you can help people, you're going to fail at this. So those are the four things we find as non-negotiables on top of those original two. I think the passion thing is probably for me the biggest because Southwest Airlines, I forget his name right now, the person who did Southwest Airlines. Herb Keller. Herb Kelleher, of course, yes. And he said that there's three things that they, when choosing people to work for Southwest Airlines, he says, you hire for attitude, you train for skill, and you fire for example. The last one is the most interesting one is never fire someone unless you're sending a message to everybody else in the company. The best wisdom is simple wisdom, and I always found that really great. The thing that why I was so eager to have the two of you on for an interview is because more and more we're practicing unique ability on coach the same way that we would for individuals in strategic coach, and that is at the beginning, strategic coach is doing a lot of things, but more and more we're coming back to the central unique ability that the company has. And then there's a border around that, and we're looking out the border for other game changers that other entrepreneurs have created. And of course, if they've been in coach for a long time, what we see is that there's a real resonance between the game changer that they've created out in the marketplace and who we are, simply because there's a shared philosophy over many years But since we're talking here, the listeners, the primary listeners for this podcast are 18,000 individuals who have been in Strategic Coach and are not active at the present time or 
We have about 2,500 that are active right now. Gino, you have a better read on this. Where's the matchup between participation in Strategic Coach and employing EOS as you've seen it? Yeah, and like I said, my best clients are Strategic Coach students, and I would guess that that holds true for all of our EOS implementers. So what I find is a strategic coach student or somebody who understands the tools, you know, they come to us with a relatively clear vision in terms of what they want. They know their unique ability. So they come with a lot of answers already. And so it kind of cuts through a lot of the mud we have to crawl through. You know, I also describe it as, you know, you do a great job of getting them fired up, excited, their minds are expanded. And so when somebody is in that state of mind, what EOS then does for that person is it helps them then execute and realize that vision through their team. And so we're teaching them how to build a leadership team around them that ultimately Mm -hmm. elevates them to their unique ability. A lot of times, A client will come to us, that entrepreneurial business owner, and they've lost their passion because they're so mired in the day-to-day. And so they know what they want. They just don't know how to get there. We just help them elevate themselves, get back to their passion, spend all of their time and unique ability through an amazing team that's healthy, functional, cohesive, and they're executing well. So I don't know if I'm answering the question. Yeah, well, very much so, because we do what we call collaborations with a growing number of outside organizations. Colby was our first one, you know, and that goes back 25 years. And as far as we can tell of direct first signups for Colby, and then it would be their staff and their employees and family and friends were responsible for a half a million Colby profiles. There's no written agreement or anything. We just say, we just want you to continue to develop a great service with a great platform, and that's our payment. There is no payment in doing it. And my attitude towards all the collaborations we have outside is we want no ownership, we want no payment, but what we do want is get the best that you have to give to our clients because we can't be all things to all people. And there's many areas of growing an entrepreneurial company. One, we don't have the interest in it, but most importantly, we don't have the skill in it. So I see the next stage of strategic coach where we're treating the company as if it's an individual with a unique ability. Now, what are all the other unique abilities in the marketplace that we have to link up with? We have Stefan Wissenbach with his engagement multiplier, which is a marvelous thing for us. So I'm constantly on the lookout for other capabilities. Ari Mizell with Get Leverage, where you got a short-term issue. You can't hire someone to come in and do it. You just do the equivalent of an impact filter, send it to Ari, and they will provide the person. They'll manage the person and get it. So there's all these wonderful capabilities out there. As long as I don't, if I treat myself as a unique ability company, then of course, I'm not going to try to do something that's not my unique ability. Strategic coach is not going to do something that it's its unique ability. We, of course, will go outside. So my hope for this is that hundreds and thousands of strategic coach clients go right to EOS and they start the entire process of getting their implementer in to go through the steps that you talked about, Gino. One thing, Mike, before I go back to Gino, I'd like to 
ask you sort of your view of Strategic Coach and your view. I know you're starting the 10 Times program in October, so that's we'll be able to work person to person. But what's your observation of the impact of Strategic Coach as it relates to EOS and how it fits in with the EOS, the tremendous benefit and the tremendous new tools that you provide? What do you see as the real value of Strategic Coach as you've seen it? One of the real drawbacks for an entrepreneur attempting to scale is a difficulty letting go of the vine is the terminology we use. Delegating important transformational things to other people than me. I'm in the preparation process for 10X and so I'm reading a lot of the books and wanting what you want. You know, I want to give that to every one of my clients tomorrow, you know, because there's so much guilt and so much need to justify and explain why I want you to do this thing because I'm not good at it. I don't have any passion for it. Just that alone, Dan, is transformational. And it's helped me immensely in two weeks of just letting that idea bounce around in my head. And so it's that kind of help that strategic coach and the material you provide will give to entrepreneurs who are engaging with the leadership team. Because if we have an entrepreneur thinking that way, ready to let go and desiring to build a team and let them go run with the baby they've created, then EOS is a perfect fit. When the entrepreneur keeps wanting to grab it back and hold on to it and shove everybody else out of the way, then it's just a slog. And as Gino says, there's lots of mud we got to crawl through. So that's my view. Hopefully that answers your question. Right. Gino, back to you, and I don't think I've expressed that vision to you before about the company is just coming back into its, we don't want to be doing anything that's not the unique ability of the company. That kind of gives you my eagerness to actually have the podcast and everything so that we can spread the word. But let's talk about worst case scenario where you actually have to fire a company What are the three things that would set you on the road? We're just going to fire you. We can't work with you. What would you say the three things are? And you're saying specifically, if one of us had a client, then we needed to fire the client. In the implementer network, and you know, that was brought to your attention. It was brought as a problem situation when you get together to consult them on the implementers. What would be the three strikes that make them out? Yeah, here, here. That's great. So I have actually attempted to fire three clients. And so I'll give you the reasons why. The beauty is they somehow rose up after that attempted firing and changed on a dime. Number one is they're just not applying the teaching. They're not applying the tools. And I'll say to those three, I say, you're doing everything in your power not to do what I'm trying to teach. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, as a teacher, there's nothing worse than that. So they're not applying the learning. Number two They're not entrepreneurial, you know, so we do everything in our power to talk them out of coming into the process if they're not true entrepreneurs. No passion from their side. Yeah. And then the third one is if it's just really simple, if they're not appreciative and respectful. In other words, we only want to work with people that we enjoy working with, good people, real people. And so if they're not willing to be vulnerable, open, if they're not appreciative, not respectful, that's just not an enjoyable relationship. So those are the top three that come to my mind. I'd love to turn it over to Peyton. Am I missing one or two there, Peyton, that come to mind for you? Uh, you said most of them. I, I like to say the clients that are more afraid of change than they are the status quo are pretty tough to help. Mm-hmm. 
And then the last thing is, you know, our logo is a light bulb and there's a big light bulb in all the leadership team manuals we pass out to our clients. And sometimes what we do is we shine a light on all the cockroaches in your kitchen. And if you don't want to know you have cockroaches in your kitchen, and when you see one, you just want to turn the light back off, (laughs) you probably shouldn't implement EOS. And so when I have a client and we're shining a light on this pressing issue that's holding them back and they don't want to solve it, it's a mistake for them to be implementing EOS. That makes me think of one other thing. You know, I realize we have a way of filtering out probably 99% of those that we'd have to fire. So we do a 90 minute meeting, it's free and we meet with that client. So if any of your listeners are sitting there going, huh, would they fire me? The beauty is in that 90 minute, we'll know if we're gonna end up firing that client and we'll let them know that this process is for them. But most of the time we don't have to let them know because they decide after that 90 minutes, whoa, we don't wanna go this deep. I'm not willing to, typically they'll run from the process at that point and then we don't have to fire anybody. Yeah. So we're at the witching hour here as far as time on the podcast, but I'm someone who learns through conversation, and I just want to communicate to you things that I've learned from this talk that we've had that makes it so much easier to communicate to a lot of crucial people about the power of EOS, and I think I can do it in a confident way before an introduction is made to you. What I'm seeing here is that strategic coach is not an operating system, okay? But we are an operating system for the owner of a company in terms of especially that person buying back time on a continual basis so that they can expand their vision of, you know, where the company's going because they truly are the leader for the company or they're in partnerships with someone who is the real leader of the program, but in buying back that time, they get out of the gears. They allow the people who are really great on day-to-day operations, who are really great at putting in systems, maintaining them, and improving them, and they stop doing that. I think it's 100% clearer in my mind exactly of the fit, the plug-in between strategic coach and the entrepreneurial operating system. So that I want to tell you, I've benefited enormously in terms of my clarity and my confidence about communicating this as a result of this half hour. What have you learned? Well, I don't know that I've learned anything, Dan. I'll say it this way. I have been a student of yours for 20 years. I have done everything you have taught me. You have changed my life. I am humbled and appreciative that we're even having this conversation. So as bad as that might sound that I haven't learned anything, but I've been hoping for this moment for 20 years and envisioning this moment for 20 years. So I'm going to turn it over to Peyton to hear what he learned. So I hope that makes sense. Well, that's two things I've learned then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I would just say my perception of the potential alignment has been confirmed. And what I'm thinking on the way into strategic coach that is going to help me as an entrepreneur I've had that confirmed and the fit between our organizations and systems, I've had that confirmed. And I love the way you said that strategic coach is an operating system for the owner and EOS is an operating system for the organization. I think that's a really nice way of describing to your listeners where these two systems meet and should meet. 
Yeah, and even when we talk about teamwork, you know, it's all teamwork to free up the owner. And that's the way we operate in Strategic Coach. Dan is continually freed up, and there's two or three things that are the mission statement of Strategic Coach, but right at the cutting edge is make sure Dan is continually more freed up. And we've used that model that I've benefited from ever since I teamed up with Babs because she's the author of that approach. But we're conscious that the systems, the processes, the metrics, and everything else, that's not ours to be involved in. And it's perfect that there would be a consistency of hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs where they had the EOS language in addition to the strategic coach language. So this has been terrific. I really love how much we've achieved in a fairly short period of time. And I must have been feeling something over those 20 years, Gino. But anyway, the checks have been coming this way. So (laughs) 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 we'll just have other people write the checks on our behalf, you know. So anyway, real pleasure. Thanks a lot. But just in the meantime, a website that anyone can go to, phone number that they can phone if there's somebody listening and they they just right away want to talk this over. Yeah, so the website is eosworldwide.com and the phone number is 1-877-EOS-1877. Real pleasure. Thank you, Dan. We'll see you in late October. Yep, looking forward to it. Yep. Thanks. Great. Bye, Dan. Bye. Bye.